BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello everyone, Jordan here. Before today's episode officially gets started, we wanted to come on here and ask you all to please excuse the quality of today's episode. We were so excited to provide this content to you all that we just had to record it with the equipment that we had before us. So while listening to today's episode, please keep that in mind. Hopefully you still enjoy the discussion and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Not Your Average Black Girls. Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Hey, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls. Jordan got the Christmas spirit for y'all today. She feeling it. Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? It is me, Megan, and we also have Jordan with us today. Um, Dice is not going to be here for this episode, but this is kind of like a little spontaneous bonus, you know, give y'all extra content type of situation. So that's all right. She'll definitely be back for the next one. Um, But Jordan, let's go ahead and tell the people what we are talking about today. Yes, y'all. So by now, I'm pretty sure all of our listeners, being the true NYABGs that you are, um, you all have seen everybody on Instagram, Twitter, probably YouTube, and any other place that you can find some type of social media content discussing the insecure finale and i mean who who would we be if not the natural average black girls if we didn't <laughs> come on you know the little recorded and give y'all our thoughts on it as well so like megan said this is truly one of those off the cuff um quick little content type episodes like i don't even have my mic but we were just so excited to have this conversation and yeah megan so let's get into it y'all did i do it right hey i mean i I told you shockingly i'm like six months late but i heard the album like on accident it's a long story (laughs) no no it's it's a long story trust me i was not trying to listen to it um it actually is good like i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say when it comes (laughs) when it comes to this album right here um her latest album any grammy she's nominated for I would say is well-deserved. Like, she 
And now whether or not she'll win is, you know, we'll see. But the nomination, I think, is well deserved. It it was a really good um album. I, I appreciated it, you know, musically, artistically. But nevertheless, sorry for that little Doja Cat rant. Um, but I okay, so the finale. Oh my god. It's secure, right? Okay. Well, hold on, Megan. So before <clears throat> excuse me. So before we get into it, I just want to let everybody know. Just throughout the entire season, right, and especially throughout this past, um, I said season, but throughout the entire series and in this past season, I was seeing kind of like these three common themes. And so let's try and like just group our discussion and, you know, follow these <laughs> these categories today so we can keep some type of order because the convo can really go anywhere. So definitely, I think everybody saw growth just throughout the entire series, but especially, mm-hmm. like I said, this final season, we saw all of our characters grow. But I think the biggest growth was in these three areas, and, you know, that that is what we can discuss. So there was career growth, there was growth in friendships, mm-hmm. and there was growth in love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now, Megan, for those three things. Growth in for, self. Well, I was going to consider that to be self-love, but okay. okay. Okay, 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 Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. So, all right, Megan, you get into it. <laughs> Y'all, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do not make that a thing where you start saying that after Oh, it everything. is a thing. It is a thing. It's do like, not do it. It that. Me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what should we talk about first? Career growth? I guess let's let's get into that. That's the least interesting, right? That should be the least important part of our lives. At least that's that's what I'm going into 2022 with the mindset of. Um, so let's talk about that first. So career growth, like um, I think Lawrence said it perfectly, right? Like, oh, you went from we got y'all to I got mine. <laughs> like, I think that um Issa, we've seen her come a very long way over the course of the show. You know what I'm saying? From like I mean, I think it definitely embodies kind of how a lot of us in our 20s and 30s, um, however old her character is supposed to be, feel right about now. It's like, you know, you start off on just kind of going through the motions, like going through each day, just doing it, you know, because it's a job and it's kind of geared towards what you want to do, kind of not, to evolving into this person that has like created your own, you know, your rules your way, your vision, like true fulfillment. Um, But I think what I appreciate the most about her career growth is like, I like that they didn't write it to where this magically happened for her. You know what I mean? Like this was seasons and seasons of disappointment, you know, being let down, um, driving Uber or Lyft, whichever one she was driving, you know what I'm saying? Like to make money while she was working on her dreams. Um, so I really appreciated, you know, Issa's career growth. And I know she's not the only one, like, you know, Lawrence went from the Best Buy t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? To, to get money. (laughs) Um, and I think that, that also, I think when it comes to all of their careers, right. Um, with the exception of like Kelly, um, and Tiff, cause we never really saw them like struggling in terms of career stuff from what I can remember. True, um, but even Kelly, like, noticeably had a career change in this yeah, last yeah. season. And I won't say change, but new career opportunity. Yeah, like, she she was willing to, you know, take um that opportunity of working at Molly's firm um, at the end. But I just meant, like, in terms of struggling, you know, and trying to find yeah. a happy place. 
Um, You're right. They didn't really expand on that with her and, and Tiff. So I don't know if they were ever like really unhappy. Um, when Kelly touched on a little bit about like deciding she wasn't gonna be in the business of like helping rich white men make rich white men richer. So like she touched mm-hmm. on it a little bit, but we didn't get like seasons and seasons of, of that transition for her. Um, so like I said, you know, Lawrence, proud of him. He he made it happen. You know, he, he stuck through it um, and achieved his goals. And then also with, with Molly, even though Molly wasn't necessarily um struggling financially, you know, we earlier in the series got to see like her, you know, first she's with this firm where she's the only black woman and she, you know, transitioned into this firm where it's plenty of people who look like her, but you know, it's this, okay, I want them to, you know, know that I'm cool but I also want them to know that I'm serious you know I want to be the best so like seeing her reach that happy place of where she could have fun you know with her co-workers but then also um still maintain I guess that respect or whatever it was she was looking for I thought that was you know great for her at the end and to see her not be um upset when um is it Torin or Torian? I don't know I say his name different um I think it's Torian yeah I think it's Torian I just be saying Torian but to see her not be upset at him being offered a partner I felt like oh what growth because I feel like season one Molly would have like flipped her lid like she would have been so jealous so insecure it would have transferred over into her friendships her relationship like it would have really done a number on her and so to see her be excited I was like that's my girl all right Molly so yeah that's that's my thoughts on career what about you well damn megan i don't think you left no thoughts out there no i'm joking you you said everything like really well um one note i just really had when i was watching especially this last season is i i couldn't help but compare a lot of the character Issa's growth um to the actual person Issa's growth and so it was just something about one of those final scenes of the finale where she was like in the office of um, the block and, you know, she was standing there in her power suit, right? Everybody was kind of like busy bees around her. You could tell she was the HBIC. Homegirl grabs her bag in the middle of the work day, you know what I'm saying? Walks out to her Lexus parked in the front, drives home. That was just giving me like boss Issa, right? As compared to where she first started out when she was at We Got Y'all, where she was the worker bee, where she was the one scrambling, trying to make ideas happen. Um, And I just couldn't help but relate that to what I can imagine it's like for her now as a creator and a director and an actress and all these great things, right? Like now she has people that are helping make her visions come to life. And she truly is the woman standing in the room saying, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is the, this is what we need to do. Let's scratch that. And then she can always grab her bag, hop in her car and dip. Like she can always make those boss moves. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was like really cool just to see how it's like, wow, like you really started out on YouTube. And one thing that I will, I will always say, uh, I had a, a freshman year roommate who was our LS and also my teammate. And one thing that girl, I will give her credit for it. She put me on Awkward Black Girl at a time when not a lot of people were watching Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. Oh, for so real? To have come, yeah. So to have come from watching Issa in that role and then mm-hmm. seeing her get the deal with HBO and then now seeing like radio and all these other like movies, like on Netflix and TV mm-hmm. shows and just everything that she's really been able to build from herself from Awkward Black Girl. Yeah. I don't know. I just personally feel like I've really just seen her truly grow 
with each platform and each opportunity. And so that's why that last scene of her doing what she loves, but mm-hmm. like being at a place of power and looking damn good while doing right, it, right? right? That just really stuck with me. Like that made a lasting impression on me. Um, and I, to me, that was the growth right there. Like that was the growth. So kudos to Issa. You know, this really might turn into just like an Issa stand conversation. Right. But um, don't don't let me do that because I've noticed. You. <laughs> I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point, Jordan. I, I really, I like that comparison. See, this is why I like to talk to you because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at it from that that viewpoint. But no, you're right. I mean, we basically got to see, like, we got a two-for-one special. Like, we got to see her yeah. character grow, but then we got to see, like, the real Issa grow because much like grow. you, I had a friend um, in college introduce me to <laughs> Issa Rae and her YouTube um, series during my freshman year. So that's so funny that, that that happened for both of us during our freshman year. And I got to be honest, I never would have imagined that, <laughs> that that show would have been like, I never would have imagined that knowing about that YouTube show would have been relevant all these years later. and one thing I have always felt one thing I've always felt is that Issa's character in Awkward Black Girl was Issa D on Insecure and I'm not gonna lie that's why it took me a second to get into Insecure when it first came out because everybody was like oh man you watch Insecure have you seen Insecure and I'm like y'all it's it's Awkward Black Girl. If you had watched Awkward Black Girl, it's it's the character is kind of the same. Now, yeah. is the character the same now? No. I mean, obviously, that, that was the whole point of this conversation today is to talk about the growth and the change. But Issa, the first few episodes of Insecure, that that was Awkward Black Girl. The rapping in the mirror, the, the we got y'all, the only black person in the room trying to help black kids in the community. That was all Awkward Black Girl was about. Um, But that's how I know that Issa in Insecure is authentic like that is truly authentically Issa Rae because she's made this character in a couple different dimensions before Mm -hmm. did you watch um the documentary I haven't yet I know I'm gonna be crying I haven't watched it yet it was it was really good um I watched it like immediately after the finale because I was like okay I want to know everything um and they talked about that a little bit you'll see when you when you see it like they talked about a little bit about how when the show was pitched, it was very similar to what she was already doing um, with Awkward Black Girl and how how just just the journey of like how it turned into this thing about her and her friends. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of like one of the things where you have a really good idea and people want to do it, but they have to help you find tweak, you know, tune it a little bit. And that's kind of yeah. what it was. It was like originally, I guess what she wanted to do, they were like, okay, you know, this isn't enough. This has to be more than like a workplace comedy. And when she introduced like, okay, well, I have this friend and I kind of want to highlight like, you know, this about this friend. And then, oh, you know, I've been through X, Y, and Z before, like with the relationship. And it was opening up about that stuff that made them be like, okay, that's the show. Like you and your friend navigating life, finding, you know, romance, you know, getting to where you want to be professionally like that's the show right there not the workplace like comedy like all this other stuff this this is the show this is what it needs to be about um so it was beautiful I loved it but I think you're absolutely right like with the with the comparisons like I remember feeling that way when Insecure first came out I was like oh this is really similar to her YouTube show um 
but you know i'm here for it like you said that just lets us know that like she she is who she is like she's not gonna give us no fake content so yeah i love it yeah okay so now let's move into the next category of growth on this show um friendships right so we definitely saw like a roller coaster when it came to the friendships between the women in the group and i'll just start out by saying the one thing that i liked about that is it's so real right um now one thing i can say is you know i've I've been a female dealing with females for a long time for about 27 years you know what i'm saying so i know what it's like to have some attention i know right girl crazy because I was 21 like last episode so that's real crazy but um yes like it, it's a lot of contention you know um and so that's that's one thing that I am glad that this show did not hide but what was also really great about it was how you saw the support and you also saw like the the reconciliation right the forgiveness you saw the love the grace you know just the patience like you saw all those other aspects of a like a, a strong friendship relationship um that we don't always see depicted in real life. Now, I'm not talking about other TV shows, but just like in real life, people think, oh, this person, your friend, they supposed to be like, kind of like kismet. It's supposed to be super simple, super easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And they either gonna Mm -hmm. like all the things or the same things that you like. They gonna hate all the same people that you hate. It's not supposed to be any drama. And if it is some drama, oh, that's a hater, let that bitch go, right? Like that, that's the mentality, right? But no one realizes that real friendships, especially once you get into your late 20s and into the rest of your life, they do take work because things like your job pull you away from each other. Things like love lives, right, pull you away from each other. Other responsibilities if you have a family. So just those things alone require some type of like intentional action and involvement in the in the worth that you show somebody else and the appreciation that you show somebody else that you call your friend. And so I am glad that this show hit on that in addition to dealing with strife and dealing with conflict and how y'all bounce yeah. back from that and work through it. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, that was always an important part to highlight. And, um, you know, we don't see a lot of that on TV, you know, like it, I know you said real life, but I feel like TV as well. Like you just don't see a lot of like, you see the fallout, but you don't see a lot of reconciliation, you know, like usually a character is up out of there, you know, that close that phase of life on to the next phase of life. So I, I appreciated that. Um, just kind of the evolution, you know, that we got to see throughout the series of what friendship, you know, can look like. Um, and, I actually found this tweet um, of mine and I was like, ooh, I I was like, yes, I need to plaster this everywhere. I feel like it wasn't until last season where on Twitter, um, I don't really recall many people being like, oh, the real love story is Molly and Issa until like roughly last season in the Twitter world. I can't speak for for other places. Um, And I found this old tweet of mine where I said it at like the season one finale like when molly drove Issa to like you know try to go see lawrence um i found this old tweet of mine where i was like oh i was like you know what i love this like the real love story here is Issa and molly not Issa and lawrence and and i feel like that's what we got when it comes to friendship in this show is like you know them really i guess just kind of falling in love with like being friends with each other um and just being a good friend in, in general. And the only thing I was going to add on the friendship tip to what you said is like, I really like that this show highlighted how 
you know, you have to, I guess, have yourself together, you know, and, and be at a good place within yourself before you can really truly give like, I, I guess, goodness. <laughs> I can't think of a better word, but you know, goodness to other people as a friend. Like you have to be good inside in order to project that onto others. Um, and I think that's why everybody was like, oh, I'm crying when Molly was, you know, like telling Issa, like, oh, thanks for, you know, loving me when I was me. Um, cause not that Issa didn't have her faults, but it's no secret that like majority of the viewers feel like Molly at times is a trash friend. So to see her, um, just grow and, you know, get to a point where like, she's good. So now she can treat others, you know well was it was nice to see i i appreciated it um and hopefully it gives some people you know hope into seeing that like it, that strife or conflict doesn't always have to mean the end of a friendship um mm-hmm. i'd be lying I have a what well, I was just going to ask you, well, actually finish your statement. You'd be lying if <laughs> I was lying. I'd be lying if I said that I like experienced that. I have to be so honest. Like my Molly, we have not, I don't know, my Molly, we've been friends since we was 10 years old. So we just, I don't know. We know each other so well to where like, one, I think we know how not to piss each other off, but two, we're also not afraid to like, I don't know, but don't, don't take it personally. You know, I guess because we've been friends for so long, it's just like, Mm, if I make you mad you already know it's not coming from a place of like trying to make you mad so that's not even about to be a thing but I still think that's great to see for others though because people are quick to cut people off but what's your question now, Megan what I done told you about that when you with me you don't have no other friends I'm tired <laughs> of you playing in my face I'm tired of you playing in my face but oh, um, no, I'm playing goodness. Um, so the question I actually had for you though was, do you think Molly was the kind of friend to where she was used to seeing Issa in a certain situation um, of doing not as good as her? Like she she was used to either having to help Issa or being mm-hmm. like the more financially sound friend, mm-hmm. and I think she kind of took to those roles. And once things mm-hmm. kind of started to change, once Issa found her own or a little bit more confidence, a little bit more security, right? And maybe not quite as dependent on Molly for everything. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think Molly kind of kind of took a little bit of an issue with that. And the and the mm-hmm. crazy thing is, I feel like you see that quite often in some friendships. Yeah. And that is the time when I would like kind of kind of call people to be like hey like is this really a friend right. and so I am kind of shocked that Molly's character was able to really grow through that and I guess because Molly is truly just a good person but sometimes when you have people who are only in your life or only in your circle and they want to see you in one position like they don't mean mm-hmm. better for you they don't wish you better that's tough that's tough yeah. to hang around that person and wait for that type of growth to see if they'll evolve out of that or mature out of that or um, experience enough goodness in their own life right mm-hmm. to, to to be filled with enough happiness that they're not worried about whether you happy or not right or right. worried about making sure that you stay in a state of unhappiness yeah. so I don't know like I would I mean to answer your question yeah I agree with you 100% I, I do think that she was used to all the things you said, um, being the friend that kind of had it together, but like didn't have it together, but had it together more than you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, 
I am, you know, I, you know, I hate a negative Nan. Like I'm a glasses half full kind of girl. Um, but I do keep in the back of my mind that oftentimes in life, like people want to see you do well, just not better than them. So do I think Molly definitely had that phase? Absolutely. Um, but, and also if I'm going to, I guess I'll play devil's advocate and say that I think a part of Molly's character was that it, she was just, like you said, she was just not used to seeing it. And so it was like when Issa was, you know, leveling up, like making new friends, you know, dating other people. I mean, it, it just was not something she was used to seeing. Um, and I think instead of like just accepting Issa and accepting the changes and like taking your friend as she is, she kind of made it about her and like what, what she was used to when it came to Issa. So yeah, I mean, I think that was a good question. I I would say absolutely. Good stuff. So one thing I just want to bring up before we move off of Molly and Issa, when it comes to the friendship part. So um, another friend of mine, we were actually having this conversation a few nights ago and we were just talking about like the season finale and the recap and everything. I don't know what's going on with me y'all. It's like eight o'clock in the morning over here. So, you know, excuse my little froggy throat, but anyway, so she sent me some points, 10 points by a young lady on Twitter called Candace Marie Benbow. Why she'd be like super famous. And I just don't know who she is, but anyway, this person wrapped up the entire series super well. And she made a few points. Like I said, she made 10, but number six was about Issa and Molly. And she said, the scene between Molly and Issa was everything. I still don't know how they remained friends. LOL, LOL. But that was beautiful. So I think um, I think her little her little point did definitely like wrap it up. And that scene really was everything. Like when she told her, I love you. And I just thank you for just being you and being there. Y'all, that made me cry tears. I was literally crying tears this entire season finale just because of all the symbolism. Like far beyond what yeah. we were just seeing imagery wise. I was I was in tears because those words really those those words mean something and to get a you genuine know, I love they said you. that was off script. Oh Lord, let me find so like I'm not, see that's why you got to be on Twitter. You get all the inside information on Twitter, but yeah. So they said um that was off script and like we didn't get to see the whole thing obviously, but yeah, it, it was off script off script interaction. So I thought that made it even more beautiful. I know everybody on set was crying. I know they were in tears because it just means so much knowing that like this may possibly, it probably won't be the last time they work together, but like this will be the last time they work together as these characters. So I know that just meant so much. And like Molly, you know, for the opportunity that Issa gave her with that show, like we didn't know who Yvonne Orgy was before this, you know? So to have had that. And then I think she even had her own stand up or like documentary slash stand up on Netflix. Like, so many opportunities have come from this show for a lot of the main cast and supporting cast characters or whatever. So that 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 just really it, it meant a lot. Um, and then I wanted to highlight two other points that this girl Candace Marie Benbow said with regard to the friendship. So now let's move to Kelly and Tiffany. And she said, "This is point number three. <laughs> she said I never liked Tiffany, and that feels good to finally confess. I felt her on that." But I'm so glad she's got Kelly. I also think Tiffany aptly depicted all of our friends who got married early and try to pretend to be goals on socials, but behind the scenes, all the cracks are showing. What do you think, Megan? <laughs> well, I mean, so 
aside from her going through her postpartum and then her not enjoying the move, because she she said that in the um in the end she was like, Well, I'm so happy y'all are here. I hate it here. Like she she didn't like where they lived. Um uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember them like I just don't remember her and Derek having a lot, like if they had a lot going on behind the scenes, the show never highlighted that. Like I don't recall them being I think that Tiffany was that character who (laughs) like she definitely feels like oh you know my life is perfect I got it all and she's not gonna hesitate to let you know but you know she she had a problem here and there like I said like we saw the depression um you know her not being sure about wanting to move um her not being sure about how her friendships would change with her having a baby like so her trying to cling on to those mommy friends like you know trying to I'm x y'all out before y'all x me out because emotionally I don't know how I'm gonna handle it like so we got to see a little bit of the you know the cracks in her humanity I guess I'll say because she was so like perfect acting but I will say that now I'm, I'm a defensive a little bit when it comes to the relationship thing and say that I think if anything maybe Tiffany just didn't have the how can I say it? Maybe maybe Tiffany didn't have the tact when it came to not throwing it in your face how happy she is with her relationship, even though you don't have one. But I would have to push back on the whole the friend who got married and early and pretends that their goals thing because like they didn't highlight a lot of her and Derek having problems. Like the girl sat there. Remember the episode where it was kind of like just girls' night, like kind of waiting to exhale vibes. Remember that the one that they just had. Um, even when they're supposed to be having confessions, the girl sitting there talking about some, oh, when I masturbate, I still think about Derek. Like, I, you know, I, I, I was, so that's the only part I would have to disagree with. I think Derek and Tiffany were very much in love. And, um, I guess maybe because I'm at a different place in life. Like I appreciated that there was at least one character who wasn't going through it with, with the relationship life. trauma, just cause you know, that is an easy no shot at all to Issa, you know, because this is an Issa Stan podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but young women, whether black, white, Hispanic, a show about young women going through it, you know, the ups and downs of romantic um, pursuits, is a very popular standpoint when it comes to TV shows. So I just I mm-hmm. appreciated at least one couple that, you know, child didn't seem to be on the outs every other season. So. um that's the only that's a thing fair point. I push back on with Tiffany, but everything else, like, yeah, t- Tiffany was like that Ashley Banks, that that Whitley definitely. Gilbert, like, definitely, absolutely. definitely. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think um, the, Hillary the purpose Banks, of Tiffany, my bad. Hillary, Hillary, Banks. yeah, because I was like, who? But I think the purpose <laughs> of um, Tiffany's character was just to portray that one friend that I feel like a lot of people have, where they just uber bougie right they just real bougie like um even if they really don't have it together even if they not in a successful relationship or marriage and you know raising a beautiful family like child and stuff at home they just gonna always be bougie and want the best of everything and be vocal right about their particularities Mm -hmm. um and so that was one of the biggest symbols that I saw with Tiffany another thing that I saw with Tiffany and how her character ended up on the show this is just me I was relating it to real life and obviously I did that a lot. I did it with Issa and I did it with Tiffany as well. 
I know that a lot of people just don't like Amanda Seals, right? A lot of people just do not like Amanda Seals as a person. And I feel like Tiffany's outspokenness and how she kind of had the tendency to say the wrong thing at the wrong time, but not in a Kelly comedic way, right? Just, it's like, girl, ain't nobody asking you for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing the most right now. It's kind of like one of those things. Amanda does that. And so I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. had a hard time looking at Tiffany and not just seeing Amanda. And Issa shipping uh, Tiffany's character off to Denver or whatever she was at the end of the episode or the end of the series, that probably was just to get rid of Amanda. I feel like she was like, look, let's just let's just uh, have as few scenes with <laughs> Tiffany as possible. Because oh people know I'm joking. Issa probably really didn't do that. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, girl, please get Tiffany off the screen as much as possible. And if you can kind of end her in a little bit of a miserable state, that might give some of the viewers satisfaction because they just don't like Amanda. Like people just don't like Amanda Seals. So -hmm. I do think that may have um, a little to do with people's, you know, emotion. And actually I lie. It probably doesn't have as much to do with people's emotions as I just tried to make it sound like it did. But I do think that gave some people satisfaction because I don't hear anyone talking about how Tiffany ended up. No one is talking about, well, damn, like, everybody else is happy. Mm-hmm. But Tiffany still don't well, like Colorado. Because if, <laughs> if you think about it, not much changed. Like, that's the thing. Not much changed over the seasons with Tiffany, right? Like, outside of her having a baby um, and moving, not much changed. Like, when the show started off, Tiffany already was pretty satisfied with the way her life was going so personally that's how I feel about Kelly as well like we really didn't see a lot of what was going on in Kelly's personal life and then I feel like this this past season that's when they're like bam new job bam man bam you know baby bam engaged like Kelly just took off yeah those are all the things that she didn't that she didn't have like she was just happy with herself um so, you know, I feel like, of course, like, that was well-deserved for them to give her that because those were maybe the missing, like, pieces, you know, to her character, her happiness, whatever. But it's like, I mean, they started Tiffany off with that. So, I, I guess I just feel like um, with Tiffany, I don't know, like, I don't I know what more they is, would have done. All I'm talking about is how everybody ended the season in a happy state, though, right? Regardless oh, okay, of now okay. obtaining the things that you once did not have, everybody ended the season happy and content about where they were. And I'm not saying that Tiffany didn't, but because they did not provide enough information, like it's open to interpretation, right? Because the last thing we yeah. heard from her, and I think that was definitely months after she had moved out there, because, you know, they were doing it by the birthday. So I was trying to keep up with how many months and years and mm-hmm. like that had passed. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good while. And Tiffany still was not happy with where she was. And if you don't like where you live, like, I'm sorry, but that just doesn't up and change overnight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At some point, you just kind of get used to it. But being in an unhappy environment or being in an environment that you don't enjoy, that just doesn't really change for you unless something drastically changes. Yeah. And like you said, there was not much change. Mm-hmm. So I do think that um, a little bit of Tiffany's character kind of ending, I'm not saying that she didn't have it all because you're right, beautiful family, beautiful husband, well taken care of, things like that, all that's great. But not being as content and satisfied, I think, mm-hmm. with where she was as compared to where she started out at. A lot of people don't like to see an entire show just end with the main character like that or a main supporting character 
in an unhappy state. Like, I mean, we aren't going to get any more yeah, of her story. Yeah. But I do feel like because it was Amanda Seals, it's like, yay, people, everybody else. People took it. it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I take it. Yeah, like, I don't really like her no way. That's cool. And, and that's what I'm saying. So, I got um, you. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. see somebody on Twitter say something like, Issa's back with Lawrence. Molly's finally married. And, and Tiffany is miserable and alone all is right with the world i was like dang not miserable and alone like we saw shawty was pregnant with her second baby like her and kelly about to you know share the journey of motherhood together like i didn't perceive it as that but but you know like you said it's open to um interpretation interpretation so it's like you know what i guess how you see it is and and that i guess i was focusing more on that right like i knew that she was unhappy with where she was living but that wasn't the last scene we saw with her like we saw her be excited about kelly's pregnancy then we saw her you know she's still friends with her girls because she's in molly's wedding and then she was pregnant at the wedding with her second baby so i guess for me like my last thought was like oh well she's good she still got her friends she got her man she pregnant again like all is well she might not like where she lives but look at all the other positives that you have going on in life and and i gave it no more thought um i think that also goes to show like how much i don't really think about tiffany when it comes to this show but i I do agree with you that because people don't like amanda seals that didn't bother them seeing that she you know to our knowledge ended the show Mm -hmm. living somewhere that she doesn't want to live but you know i'm always in this unpopular opinion see i like amanda seals so that's that's kind of where i'm on the outs with moving on moving (laughs) okay so let's get into the last category of growth for insecure and that's love right we saw a lot of growth in the area of the love life for a lot of these characters so let's just start out with the obvious one right there was Team Nathan or Team Lawrence. You you was on either one this season. Now, I know Megan just said she's queen of unpopular opinion, but let me just say, I was Team Nathan. I'm just kidding. I, no, Feretta. <laughs> I was Team Nathan. I was Team Nathan this season, Um, and I definitely had my reasons. I know Megan was Team Lawrence. She made that very clear from her Instagram stories. If y'all don't know, add Megan on Instagram. You'll see all her thoughts up in her stories. Um, don't add me because people be choosing violence when I be saying my opinions on these shows and movies honey the girls be upset but keep going oh my goodness so yes so I was team Nathan let me tell you why so I was supposed to have my points together right I was team Nathan okay because I personally feel like Nathan did not do anything to intentionally hurt or spite Issa and I feel like every step every move every decision Nathan made as a black man openly dealing with mental health issues on that show or character um everything Nathan did was to protect him right and to care for himself and that I can respect that I can respect now when it came to Lawrence I know I know Issa cheated on him I know she did and so I know after that he was a little bitter he was a little sour he was like I'm gonna go through my whole phase I'm gonna just you know bang it out until I get over this girl but there were moments throughout not just this season but the season before that when they were really trying to reconcile like at the end before you know Candela popped up with her baby there were moments when I felt like Lauren should have chosen Issa or made an effort to fight for her and he did not and 
if you're not gonna fight for me, why are you with me? Like that that's just kind of my thing. Like if you really wanna be with me and you aren't gonna put out some type of like overt effort, you aren't gonna be intentional about the decisions and the choices that you made, like and, and I mean like intentionally work your way towards being with me. I have a problem with us ending up together. And so I had a problem with Lawrence and Issa ending up together at the end of the season because I just kind of felt like all the decisions he made were based on his convenience. Case in point, he called her at the start of that episode when she was with some dude she was dating in between. I don't even know what the dude's name was. They said it, but it don't matter. He called her that night. I get it. She didn't pick up because, you know, the bitch in the mirror told her, girl, go get yours. And that's what she did. She calls him back on his birthday. He's like, oh, no, nah, you know, like, I can't hang out with you tonight. All but for some no name to step up in the door. And he's like, I already got plans. I got a problem with that because Issa, I get it. She's returning your call. You showed out at Tiffany and her man's uh, going away party to be with Issa. Now, Issa has given you the chance, right, to be in her presence, to, like, have a conversation. She's trying to invite you out for your birthday, and you turn her down for some no-name. I don't like that. And then the next scene or the next time that we see the two of them together, I'm just going to assume Issa called him, but we don't know who reached out to who, right? All we know is that he just stumbled up in the block. So we don't know how he got there, but I feel like... I think they showed her, like, texting him, but continue. I don't remember that, but you know me and my memory. I don't know, man. Uh, I gotta go back and rewatch that, but still, and if that's the case, I don't like that she had to reach out to him still again for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you blew up me and mine. Like, Nathan and Issa were looking for an apartment. They was trying to take that next step, be more intentional, be more serious, and here you come with your, you know, happy-go-lucky feelings blowing up everything that me and him had worked for her and Nathan had worked for right I try I'm speaking in the first person in as if I'm watching so I'm all over the place y'all um yeah I don't I just kind of have a problem with that like in that scene in that moment for his birthday when she called him he should have been like yes I'm free where are you you know what I'm saying it, it, it should have been no oh I got plans for a rando like th- to me that's just not making any sense and to see them still end up together, to see him come over, and I felt like she still had to reach out to him, it's just all on his time. It's all when it was convenient for him. You still were not putting in an effort. And the one time you fought, you did it because you saw she was happy with somebody else. You you, you did it at the moment when you saw she was happy with somebody else. And after your baby and your baby mama had left, right? So it wasn't like you were really finna embarrass yourself in front of people that you care to embarrass yourself in front of. You did it when it was all on her terms all on her time and she had something to lose so him still getting what he wanted in the end which was Issa playing you know happy-go-lucky family and I'm gonna assume they're engaged because of what she said to Molly and then raising his child Mustafa whatever the child's name is miss me with that miss me with that like I get it y'all started out together so ended together and I think it was cute for the storyline to come full circle but do I feel like that's what should have really happened in the real world for a person like Issa. No, I think she should have moved on to bigger and better. That's just me. Yeah, you got to watch the documentary because I think everyone, including Issa herself, acknowledges that, like, in the real world, Issa would be stupid to, like, take Lawrence back. Like, it would be, you know, not the smartest decision, but, um, but, in theory, right, like in making television, we have seen them paint this picture that 
Issa and Lawrence are very much so soulmates. And they said this in the documentary, like, how dare we write a show where a black woman does not somehow, some way end up with her soulmate. Like, after we've highlighted that they clearly are that for each other. Um, And I know that for me, like, in terms of, you know, like I said, real life and TV are very separate, honey. Um, Because I don't know that I would have been Miss Stepmama, okay? But... I think that if if Issa would have ended up with Nathan or with another man or whatever, for me, it would have been the equivalent to like Whitley Gilbert ending up with Byron, Bella ending up with Jacob. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Topanga not ending up with Corey. Like it, it, it just- It's just not good TV. Yeah, I get it, it just didn't fit. Like, I don't know. And, and, and like I said, you gotta watch the documentary, but you know, I, I just feel like we- spent so much time like watching them ultimately like think about each other compare the partner to each other like not be at your happiest unless you're with each other to where I don't know any other way that I would have wanted to see it end up and I also am kind of a sucker for like the OG love story like it still bothers me that Elena and Stefan didn't end up together on Vampire Diaries so who did she end up with Damon okay I like Damon I really do I love Damon and that's the thing I love Nathan it's never about the lack of wait Damon okay sorry that just hit yeah no okay keep going it's yeah it's never about the lack of um love for the other character for me I loved Nathan okay like you know, a little light skin, you know, for for the folks who know me, my husband, light skin. So, you know, I show love to the to the to the caramel hotties out here. You know what I'm saying? Like I like a little man, little light, light bright going on. So I mean, I love Nathan. <laughs> and homeboy is an activist in real life. Like, I love me some Nathan. Okay. Like, seriously, they need to write a show about him getting his life. But he's just not Lawrence like he he's not for Issa was ultimately how I felt about it um and and I do love Issa and Lawrence's story because I do feel like it shows that ultimately like it don't always have to make sense to everybody else as long as it makes sense to you um and I, I think that if we got nothing else from them that we got that right there like you know, as long as it makes you happy at the end of the day, and as long as you're clear on what it is and how you got there, then that's all that you really need to have. But um, I will say, not now you got me wanting to rewatch it, because I can't remember whether or not she reached out to him when he showed up at her new office, or whether or not he reached out to her. I remember at some point in time, <laughs> him like making it clear that he wanted to see her, talk to her. I just can't remember... When it happened, because they wouldn't give us timelines on, like, how much time has passed. So, I don't know. I, I don't remember. I have to rewatch it. But um, I definitely can see where you're coming from. I'm feeling like, you know, it's on. Everything was, like, on his time. Like, you know, you spoke to yeah. me at the going away party. What's Condola left? Even though I do feel like that was best. Like, I feel like it would have. I feel like he would have gotten. I see, this is the thing. I feel like he would have gotten almost trashed either way. Like, whether he, he did it when Condola was there. For the people, for the, like, 2% of the world that 
likes Condola. Um, I feel like they would have been like, oh, dang, he couldn't wait until she left. Like, he had to do that while she was there and while your child is here. And then, you know, for the other percentage, like, of people, there are people who are like, oh, so you going to wait till she at the party having a good time <laughs> to say something like, it was a lose-lose, honestly. He never would have, like, I don't think he would have been applauded for what he did either way. But what I will say, Oh, wait, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So a few things I wanted to say, but you know, I can't remember them all. So it'd probably just be two. First thing, Condola <laughs> had the world pissed when she ended up being pregnant in real life after she dropped that bomb on us last last season. I just want to say that the world, you're right. We, some of us do not really care for Condola. It's only a small percentage of the people that do. But she did redeem herself in my eyes this season because it's not that it's an unfortunate situation. It's just like, it's just, it's not, it's not ideal, right? Like, ideally, I would want to be with the father of my child, or at least in a cordial state with him, and definitely not him dating somebody else while I'm pregnant with his child, and chasing someone else as the love of his life while I'm carrying our Mustafa. So, I get how that can bring out some feelings on top of just the hormones and the pregnancy itself, and then any residual feelings she may have been packing up and carrying from their time as an actual couple, or together. Um, but the next thing that I wanted to say as far as like Lawrence and his approach on that situation, you're right. It was kind of lose-lose, I guess, like the time and who was there and who wasn't there and when he decided to step to East and all that good stuff. But I think that just lets you know that that party was not the time, right? Like that party was not the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you agree, wanted to I have agree. a if you wanted to have a mama with Issa, if you wanted to express your feelings, by all means, I'm down for that. I'll root for that, right? Because you're right. Seeing them end up together was heartwarming. And like you mentioned, it just made sense for the story just to see the two, the OGs get back together. So that's fine. Fight for your woman. Do what you need to. But just not at that party. And definitely not when it was just at the time when it was most conducive to you. And I don't know. I don't know. Just knowing that he could not or it would have been super wrong and disrespectful to approach Issa while his child's mother was there. To me, if I was Issa, that would just let me know, like, I'm always going to take second fiddle, second priority, right, to his baby mama. Like, he still got some type of respect for her. Like, he still has to maintain some grounds of respect for her. So, like, granted, once Lawrence and Issa get married, then she becomes a top priority. But it's not like he can, I don't know, I just kind of feel like, you know, niggas and their baby mamas, they be having some weird ass bonds. So I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> in that moment, until you really have that marriage footing, right? You mm-hmm. are his girlfriend, and he does, even if he doesn't feel like he owe his baby mama some type of respect, it would behoove him to show her some type of respect so they can stay out that court, right? And they, yeah, <laughs> so they can like, raise that child as amicably yeah. as possible. And I think that's just a part of the drama that comes with, like, dating a man with a BM. I'm not trying to bash, you know, mm-hmm. men out here with baby mamas mm-hmm. or nothing like I that, or baby saying. mamas out here. But I'm just saying, like, in that moment, if I was Issa and had walked away from that party, after I sat there and just really had time to debrief from what happened between, you know, me and Nathan and then what happened between me and Lawrence, if I really analyzed that situation and broke it down, I was like, damn, like, this nigga really waited until it was opportune for him to his baby mama wasn't in the place to really step to me and do all this. And if he had, you know, had not waited, if she had been there, that would have been disrespectful to her. Am I always going to be on the losing end when it comes to choosing who I disrespect, right? Or choosing whose respect I prioritized higher or higher. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that the best, but you know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. Yeah, I get what you're getting at. Um, 
I will say that to play devil's advocate, he could have potentially felt like if I don't talk to her at this party, when will I see her again? Right? Because throughout the season, they had not seen each other a lot at all. Um, we saw him at the end of the first episode when she told him, like, I don't, I don't think it's going to work out or beginning of the second, whatever that was. Um, she saw him briefly at the hospital. I'm trying to recall another time. They had not seen each other. It's just all I'm getting at. And so, and, and let's take into account that um, Nathan had shook the table a little bit when they was talking about that barbecue and he had dropped the bomb that him and Issa had been looking for places to live, right? So I think it's one of those situations where you also have to look at it from a perspective of like, I think that Lawrence was fully prepared at one point to not be selfish and let Issa go. Like, I do feel like there are times where he wanted to pursue her. Like, when she broke up with him, he didn't want it to be over, but he just accepted it, right? Because he understands, like, you know, I got a kid, like, they don't condola, like, I get it, you're walking away for you. But that's not what he wanted, right? But he's just, you know, he let her have it. But then I think, like, I don't know, I think sometimes, you know, I've never been in this situation, obviously, but I think sometimes, like, maybe you just get a slap in the face and you're like, oh, I got to tighten up. And I think him like seeing her with Nathan, hearing Nathan talk about they're looking for a place. Like, I think that kind of maybe scared him a little bit. Remember his friend had also had that conversation with him and told him like he didn't fight for her. So that was definitely, you know, the charge for what we saw. Yeah. So it's like, it was on his mind. Like, and then, so to already go into the event with that on your mind and then, you hearing all this news, you seeing her with the new man, like, it almost was like a word vomit situation, like, I feel like he felt like, I cannot leave here and not say something to her, like, this is my only shot to go for it, regardless of, you know, how selfish it may have been in that moment, I think that he, by not chasing her throughout the whole season, maybe was actually being a little selfless, like, he respected that she, you know, she broke up with you, she doesn't want to deal with this, um, and so, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, Lawrence just was, just was chasing his, chasing his happily ever after, you know, where he, it may have been a little messy, but I think he just was aiming, like, to be happy, because I think it was very clear that him and Condola were not going to get back together. Um, he didn't want her, and I think, I think Condola knew that, like, she would have ended up playing, like, second fiddle to his feelings for Issa at the end of the day. Like that wasn't said, but I feel like it was an unspoken like air there to where Condola knew she was not the one. Like, and and, and I think she accepted that. Um, Side note, I was team Lawrence when he found out that Condola was pregnant. I know the internet gave him a lot of beef for like questioning why she wanted to keep that baby. Um, But I I, I was on, I was on, on Lawrence's side with that. Like, I feel like, you know, we, I'm a girl's girl, but I do feel like sometimes we don't give enough uh, credit or leeway to the men. Like, it's half their child. They have every reason to question why you want this baby with them and y'all aren't together. You know what I'm saying? And then she popped up, like, months later. So, I'd be on Lauren's side a little bit. I'd be trying (laughs) to see where he... um, becoming y'all from. make it really be out here trying to say these hoes like megan is really captain <laughs> saber hoes she be trying to reason with every every i decision. just be trying to give people the benefit of the doubt but one thing i will say though is as far as the whole back and forth of the phone call thing now i don't know i might get some heat for this but what i'll say <laughs> is like 
I just think, because this could have turned out differently, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> this could have went a whole different way. What I will say is this goes to show, like, Senator Jordan made her point about, oh, you know, I feel like it's on his times. Like, and so what I'll say about the whole back and forth phone call thing is, I think sometimes you have to learn to, like, then I guess this could go for both characters, like put pride aside and stop playing games. Like, I just feel like if, okay, when he called, I understand she was getting ready for, you know, old boy or whatever. And mirror, um, mirror Issa told her not to answer the phone, but I feel like, okay, girl, you knew you wanted to talk to him when he called you, you was getting ready in the bathroom. You should have answered the phone. And you knew you wanted to talk to her when she called you on your birthday. I know you had a date, but you should have canceled that date. Like, cause this could have went a completely different way right i feel like they both had moments where you're pushing this conversation to the side as if that person is always going to be there like i'm just saying this to say time is not always on your side so had it ended up being a situation where they talked just a little bit too late oh, oh sorry i'm engaged now like you know for whatever couple was going to throw that out mm-hmm. i feel like it would have been well deserved because stop operating in a sense of where everything is on your time like if opportunity presents itself grab it and so that's all i was gonna you know say about that i was just gonna say i feel like the back and forth i was just gonna say i hope the people listening to this really got that point because that's a good one you about to make me cry all over again people really do just need to start appreciating people more i I just kind of feel like not to like really just close out the topic or nothing but i do think we need to start appreciating people more and treating people like Mm -hmm. i don't have time to waste like if i want this person press them you know what i'm saying if you love your grandmama let her know you love her right every Mm -hmm. single day i love you i love you press that person if you want to be with your lawrence if you want to be with your Issa, even if you just want to explore and see like if this is the person that's going to be my lawrence and this person can be my Issa press that situation and put effort and intentionality into it like people have to stop playing these games Mm -hmm. because one thing you said that really resonated with me is if you had waited too late oh i'm sorry i'm engaged now niggas really do that out here people really move on with folks you don't even like like that and get engaged and start holding behind families and still be playing with those people you know what i'm saying so like save all the heartache save all the drama save all the mess i don't even understand why people do that shit so lackadaisical but hey, like love just save all that. No man. okay thank you but just like shortcut shortcut like Issa said I just want to fast forward to the part of my life where everything works out or whatever she said right like shortcut all the drama and really be with the person that you want to be with so that these next five years these next 10 years however many years that you would have spent playing all these stupid games y'all could really build yeah. you know or spend building your 401k you know Spend that building y'all's investment portfolio. Spend that supporting each other. Spend that time being partners in all your business endeavors, educational endeavors, you know, things like that, growing and evolving mm-hmm. in this world. And like, we just, we just out here doing some real stupid, silly shit. So I am glad that this show did have some true, like familial foundations and pillars in it so that our generation can see that because mm-hmm. a lot of people had not, you know, like, and we've talked about this before when we, you know, have mentioned our other um, topics or whatever, but like our generation and the one behind us has really grown up without a lot of those traditional um, depictions. And Mm -hmm. maybe traditional is not the right word because once again, who's to say what's traditional right now, right? But we have grown up without a lot of those original, I'll say foundations and and pictures and images and Insecure Mm -hmm. had some of that. It was a good mix of the old and the new. 
And I do think that is one of the most beautiful parts about this show. And I also think that is why a lot of people our age and a little bit younger than us were so attached to it. And a lot of people cried and, and felt so deeply when the show ended and how the show ended. Because for a lot of people, this was the first time they had seen a story so real, a story so right, so raw, so true on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they may not have even seen it in their lives. They may not have even seen it with their real friends, their real man. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the real world, yo nigga have a baby on you. You not with this man no more. <laughs> like, well, or it's strife. It's strife. It's strife if you are. So, um, yeah, that, that's just my thoughts on that. <laughs> no, it, it was inspiring. It was it was great. I loved every minute of it. And, um, you know, uh, the main director, I, I in the documentary, she said something, and I was like, same sis. She was like, as wonderful and as great as it was. Um, I hope that it just inspires like so many more shows just like it. Like, and I was like, same sis, like, please don't let us go like another 10 years without somebody putting out some really good, like, you know, black content that's relatable for our age group. Like, let's keep it coming. Like, give me something to watch every night. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm hoping that that happens as well. well, two more things I want to mention, and then we can really wrap it up. But on the topic of love, I just wanted to go back to Molly and just talk about her oh, love progression. Molly. Um, so once again, going back, shout out to Candace Marie Benbow on Twitter. She said, this was her first point out of the 10. Molly's wedding reduced me to a fumbling mess for a number of reasons. But ultimately, I needed to see love is still possible after series of royal F-ups. And you can be happy on your wedding day without your mom. Yo. That was such a beautiful point. I think um, not having a family present at a a major event in life, whether it's graduation, engagement, wedding, that is real for a lot of people. That is actually something that I myself constantly think about, which I'm going to knock on some wood and I'm sending just good love and blessings and help to my parents. But nonetheless, um, me being, you know, still single out here, it's like I want them to be able to be around and like be able to enjoy my future husband and future kids and things like that. So that has been a thought in the back of my head. And to see Molly's character deal with that, I was like, damn, that's crazy. So Candace, your point was beautiful. You can be happy on your wedding day without um, a parent there and just knowing that their spirit is there. Because she still honored her mom with the, um, what is it, like a, the dedication table and yeah, stuff. So yeah. that was really mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and then also, too, after a series of royal F-ups, Y'all, y'all know Molly's character had the 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 doozy when it came to these Molly went She was out here. Yeah, Molly was really out here. So to see her find love, you're right. That is a love story that we needed to see. Not just the one between Issa and Molly. Not just the one between Issa and Lawrence. But Molly and herself. Yeah, self love. Mm-hmm. We really needed to see that all come together. And can we just highlight that it was not until Molly really put in the work with the process of loving Molly and not worrying about anything else. It was not until she did that, that things fell in place in terms of like a romantic partner. I just wanted to highlight that because I feel like it's, you know, it's easy, easy to say. Everyone always walks around and says like, Oh, you got to love yourself before someone else can love you. But that is so true. Like until you truly love you, it's never going to work. 
like it's never gonna be right so um I appreciated that I loved I loved Molly's journey and I've always liked Molly despite her (laughs) despite her her flaws and her moments I've always loved Molly so I was very happy to see that she ended it um not just with being in a relationship but like being in the relationship you know what I mean like seeing her get married I loved that for her like beautiful moment loved it yeah that was sweet and the last little topic under the love category was self-love like I mentioned with Molly one big symbolism of this was during that final scene when Issa walks out the bathroom you no longer see mirror bitch in there shouting all these insecurities at her so um well she's not she wasn't shouting that was a bit much but you know what I'm saying causing her to doubt herself that was the biggest thing that I pulled from it it was like she questioned mirror bitch in the scene or I'll say a few scenes before that when she was like how do you know and then we saw for once the mirror girl looking insecure right and then um after that you know she looked in the mirror and there was no mirror bitch there because she had finally become the person you know who doesn't doubt herself and the person that she always wanted to be so that was a big symbolism for me um and I'm trying to find the comment from Candace where she mentioned the mirror bitch but you know what I don't think I see it. So, um, Megan, did you have any thoughts on not yeah, seeing I thought that was great. I thought it was beautiful. Um, I loved that for Issa. Um, and like you said, the symbolism. And again, I feel like it was very relatable just for young women in their, you know, their 20s, their 30s, whatever. Um, you're always going to have insecurities, right? Like, it's impossible to not have them. But to see her, like, overcome... Um, how much her insecurities played a role in her life was just amazing I was happy to see um that growth that transition you know she's no longer like in this constant place of self-doubt like she is just living and um you know I loved that loved that for her loved that for us and I just think all in all you um you'll see it when you watch it what's um Nathan's real name Kendrick or something like that Kendrick I don't know I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him Kendrick um (laughs) and if that's not his name I'm talking about Nathan but you know uh I just want to like highlight something that he said which is that you know ultimately like this show Issa did a great thing she made um dark-skinned women feel seen you know feel loved she made um bigger women feel seen and feel loved shout out to kelly's not only kelly's ending but kelly was just given the whole series like kelly was winning out here um you know she even made toxic men <laughs> feel seen and feel loved at times and so just shout out shout out to the whole i feel like the whole show like just highlighted parts of our um culture that are not always highlighted um and I mean, hey, this just goes to show what you can get when people who look like us are actually like in charge of telling our stories. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 black people telling the story. Of that was the people. whole point of the block, bro. That was the whole point yeah. of the block. So yeah, so, no, you're right. I think that's beautiful, Megan. So I do want to ask you, like, what are your final thoughts? Um, I think you just kind of gave us those. But if you have any more, like, if you would like to see some spinoffs, if you would like to see some you know, other ideas and possibilities grow from the insecure world. Do you have anything like that? So prior to knowing how it was going to end, you know, I didn't know they were going to end it with Kelly 
um, staying with her, you know, staying with her man and having a baby and all the things. I actually had been saying for weeks now that I'd love to see like a kinal, uh, a spinoff about Kelly. Um, but we kind of know how her story ends. So there's that. Um, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like sometimes when you tamper with a good thing, it goes downhill. So I don't know that I'd want to see like any spinoffs. Um, maybe, a. I don't know, maybe like 20 years from now, Issa and Lawrence like have a kid and <laughs> we get to see the journey of the daughter or something. I don't know that I'd be that invested, like maybe my kids would or something. But um, I don't know. I kind of think that I'm like happy with the way that universe has kind of ended. I would, of course, love to see like the actors. Like I, I would love to see them cross mm-hmm. paths when it comes to projects and stuff. I feel like that would be yeah. cool. Um. But no, I'm I'm happy with the way it ended. It was it was a great ride, and I'm just now itching for the next show that's gonna pull me. Ratchet. What about Ratchet. you? <laughs> um. So first of all, I love that you said Insecure Universe. I feel like you can definitely tell Megan and I are Marvel fans because everything is a universe these days. <laughs> um. Like literally, my work is its own universe, and that's just that. <laughs> but yeah, so. I did want to see a Kelly spinoff. I think one thing that you mentioned, seeing a spinoff about Nathan would be great. I personally did quite enjoy Nathan. And it's not even, like, surprisingly because, like, you know, he's cute or whatever. But you, y'all know I'm more of a of a Jay Ellis type of fan out here. Give me a little bit of Anyway, so I was excited to see just what Nathan's character represented. And I would be interested in seeing more of Nathan's story, me personally, him and his Asian friend. I can't remember what his name was, but the guy that's married to a black woman in real life. So shout out to you. So, yeah, I would definitely like to see a little bit more of their growth in the hills um, as, you know, business owners, black men and just making it work out there in L.A. But one really cool thing that I did want to note is that last night, surprisingly, there is now an insecure game. That's available on Google Play in the App Store. So definitely, you know, if y'all want to continue your story in the Insecure Universe, there's a game out there by HBO. I downloaded it. It, it kind of reminds me of like Roblox or whatever those kids play as far as the graphics go, but the storyline and a lot of the imagery like they or the choices that they give you is the same as the show, like Issa's character. And you're a part of the group, so everybody's in there, and y'all just, you know, you are your own insecure, and you just get to tell your story. So that's that. Um, also, to watch the documentary. <laughs> no, for real. So watch the documentary if you haven't seen that. And I just want to give a shout out to Kelly because I did go to the movie theater to see Spider-Man the other day, and I saw that she's going to be in the upcoming um Sonic 2 so she's hitting the silver screen and I just love to see everybody getting all these opportunities and growing outside of Insecure and HBO and what they started with Issa so shout out to all of them and yeah facts I think you said it Jordan had a good run yep well thank you all to our lovely listeners for you know indulging us on this topic please y'all do not hesitate to share your thoughts with us um on the episode or on the entire season we definitely want to hear back from you we might highlight some people i think we can definitely do that like let's highlight some of the best comments in our dm so do not hesitate to get involved get interactive once again you can find us on you know everywhere you download your favorite uh podcast and yeah definitely make sure you hit that subscribe button on apple itunes i mean podcast so that you can get alerts every time new episodes air 
And until next time, bye guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.